Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bitcoin and Comics Podcast. This is episode 136. Oh my gosh. I Woo. am Nick. I am Jared. I am Kelly. I'm Kevin. No, Kevin's not. Oh, Sorry. Bye, Kevin. Ghost oh, Kevin. Ghost. Kevin's ghost is here. <laughs> uh, he haunts Always us. Always haunting us. All the time. Um, yeah, so uh, what have you guys been up to? I have not been up to much. Uh, the thing I've been doing is prepping for Free Comic Book Day, which is Saturday, May 2nd, coming up super oh, quick. Wow. That's gosh. really too soon. Uh, I know. Also, uh, Avengers comes out the day before. I know. It's going to be a crazy weekend, everybody. Uh, but we have published a free comic book for Free Comic Book Day with a bunch of other publishers like, let's see, Oily, Piao Studio, uh, Study Group, and I don't remember who we did. And Uncivilized Books. And we put that out, which unfortunately meant I had to mail thousands of copies to the stores <laughs> that ordered it. That was really cool. But, but it's really nice. But I looked I'm at it. Really tired. But yeah. So uh, if you go to Retrofit Comics or Small Press Previews, you can look up there and see a list of all the stores that are carrying it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, we'll have the it. The cool stores. All the big planet comics will have it. Yeah, it's yep. true. <laughs> Uh, what have you cool. been doing, Kelly? It's lots of mailing. Nick, what's going on, everybody? Um, well, I didn't do a whole lot this week, but it got really beautiful finally. So <laughs> I, I, uh, congratulations. I, yeah, no, I mean, good, good job, nature. <laughs> um, but there's this. I live out. Um, I live out kind of uh, outside of Vienna, and there's this woods, wooded area in Falls Church where it's just a big old park and not a lot of people go there. And so you can get oh. off, you can get away with like letting your dogs off the leash. So I right. just, I've got two um, like 50 pound lab mixes. And so we just went out there, had the whole place to ourselves. They ran, it was just really beautiful. Everything was getting green and it was just like the perfect thing. Perfect thing to do after this nice. long, long winter. Uh, I True. did a similar thing. I went to a beer garden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or you got let off your leash. And oh, no, there was, <laughs> you could bring your dogs and there was lots of dogs. Oh, that's right. Lots of dogs running loose. Uh, you could also bring your own food. Where is this place? Uh, it's in Trinidad. Oh, really? <laughs> which is uh, slightly sketchy, but it's uh, it's, it's a really nice place. Yep. Um, it's basically they all have all these different beers that they brew, and you can buy pictures of it. And what is it awesome. called? Do you remember? Uh, Bardo. Oh yeah, I think I Bardo. Bardo. Yeah, it's in uh, Northeast DC. Um, cool. Yeah, it's cool. You can bring your own. Uh, there was dogs running around. I had played with a lot of cool looking dogs. Huh, that's um, my kind of place. Beer really and fun. dogs. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had our dog with us, and not my dog, but my friend's dog was with us, and he was super cute, but he kept like running around, like disappearing, talking to other dogs. <laughs> well, not talking. Of to course. Others. Maybe they were talking. They were talking. Um, when people them. weren't looking. Uh, it's like Toy Story. Or... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's going on, dude? Yeah. My owner's Secret life a, of dogs. Weirdo. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, we got to order awesome. food and... We drank and it was fun. Um, yeah, so that's all we've been up to, right? Anything, yep. anybody, anything else? No, that's good. Enough. All right, yeah. or let's, uh, let's do a little bit of a question or news, or let's go do news. News. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we got. Not too much news. Uh, a few topics. <laughs> uh, first of all, we have some uh, spoilers. Um, for last week's All New for X-Men. last week's All New X-Men number 40? Yeah. Um, so if you haven't read that yet, just, uh, just uh, skip ahead a couple minutes. <laughs> yep. Um, 
But yeah, in this issue, they reveal that Iceman is gay, which uh, specifically, well, specifically young yeah, Iceman, young Iceman from the past is gay. Hold on which, to your hats, continuity nerds. Which, uh, <laughs> I read, I really read, read a really funny. Somebody posted a picture of these this conversation conversation on Facebook today, and it was like, um, so this one guy is like, well, you see, uh, it you know, present Iceman has to be gay because when Cyclops got <laughs> almost died, uh. Um, future Cyclops or present Cyclops started disappearing, so they're definitely connected to. They're definitely they're from the same uh, universe. Yeah, or they're the same person. But then somebody else was like, "Yes, but you see, uh, <laughs> the the present X Men don't remember anything that these past X Men are doing, so maybe oh. it is a divergence." <laughs> so, and then at the end, I was like, "God damn." Time travel. <laughs> so, well, since this is a thing that you are born with, right? Um, yeah, which, that which shouldn't made me, make a difference. That was my, my first reaction. Was like, are they saying that because his experience changed, he became gay? Because that's the question that a lot of people. Yeah, ask. and that's I was like, weird. that's kind of weird to do. But yeah. then, um, I guess it depends on what happens after this. If they go to, you know, present Iceman, they're like, "Are you gay?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, that would yeah. be a, um, that would be, I think, a uh, surprising stance for them to take. Although, if, <laughs> maybe if they did it in a way that. Um, they're from an alternate universe or something. Yeah, well, it ties into like Secret Wars. So far, <laughs> it's they like, oh, so you so. are from a different universe because yeah, they tried to go to their past and it didn't exist anymore. Oh, right? really? Yeah, I don't know. so I don't know. Time so, travel. Man, I mean, I this know. seems on the surface to be a a very sincere effort to make a well to bring this this level of diversity to a major character in a right. major book, and that I mean that is. That's laudable. That's good. We we want that. And it's not completely out of nowhere. Um, people have have, have thought about him being gay for a long time. It's actually uh, been they, uh, like a thread in different oh, places. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah There's a lot of posts from like back in like the last you know few decades of people like thinking about it because of the way he interacts with women. And, and that's the women sort of how dating. they've explained it away. Of yeah. you know, he's so f- the older Iceman is so far in the closet. Like he could only yeah. deal. He couldn't deal with being a mutant and gay. So he just. Right. You know, push one. I, th- I think I thought the scene was very, very well written. Um, and then the, you know, they both kind of act like normal teens, except you know, Jean Grey is kind of more invasive because she can read <laughs> yeah. people's minds. She so she's drags like, him kicking and screaming yeah. out of the closet. He's like, just yeah. super weird. And then by the end, he's like, all right. I, I've seen some complaints because he suggests that he might be bisexual, and she just like shuts him down. Oh, really? Yeah, and so well, I think she shuts him down because she can see well, she, the truth. <laughs> true, but but the, what what she actually says is, "Aren't we all a little bisexual?" Oh, Which yeah, is a really just that. sort that's of flippant thing yeah. to say, particularly oh, when bisexual erasure is a big big issue in a lot of right. media. So I right. I think that that could have been handled better. Oh, right. But yeah, so that's what that's a thing that's happening going yeah, forward. A little controversial, but yep. Um, it's definitely interesting. Definitely got people talking. Yeah. Um, so and came out on not uh, like it didn't come out of nowhere story wise, but like nobody was expecting this issue to be about that. True. So, yeah. It's interesting. It's nice that those kind of surprises can still happen sometimes in comics. Yeah, and hopefully it gets. I think hopefully the the way it is dealt with, the way it it becomes something interesting narratively, right. would yeah. be nice. Be what nice. are the uh, kind of news we got? Um, news. they announced a new Full House, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuller House. Nick's um, favorite topic with. Uh, K- uh, Candace Cameron and uh, who else is in it? Will any of the twins be in it? Uh, Either yeah, of the know. twins? I sincerely doubt it. Are they it. both still alive? They are, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm not 
going to watch that. Um, <laughs> More excitingly, they have announced, I don't know that they've announced it, but there is something is in the works for a Galaxy Quest And TV a Star Trek show. TV show. Oh, right. Man. Well, wouldn't it be the same thing? Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which we can't first? have one. We'll have the other. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about a Galaxy Quest. Will it have Tim, Tim Allen in it? I don't think so. I could, I, right? I mean, I he, does, he does television. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. You hope not. He's like because the main he does character. terrible television. But he's the main character in Gotcha. Yeah, but he's I, I don't like him as a person in <laughs> at all. Fair enough. I mean, all of these actors, I guess maybe not Alan Rickman. Uh, well, if not, they if not, they could get Sam even, Rockwell leading, yeah, I was going to say Sam or Rockwell either. Like I, some of them are too big to do TV. Like Tim Allen could do it. Tony Shalhoub would do it. If it's yeah. just about t- Tim Allen and Tony Shalhoub, <laughs> I'll definitely watch it. Sigourney Weaver won't do it. No, nah, but she was the least interesting. No, I think there. I think they're talking about it in terms of it being, I don't know, a sort of spinoff type thing. So huh, we'll weird. see. I'm I'm excited enough about Long? the possibility. Yeah, maybe he's yeah, not doing probably. anything. Uh, yeah. So so those are that's a, a not comic book it, thing as it passes for this week. There's a Galaxy Quest comic. Totally counts. Totally yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some more comic stuff, but yeah, yeah, nothing too shocking or interesting um yeah so, so that's that's all of the news and now we have one question from peter so peter asks what are some of your favorite small publishers and then he also asks um which i'm not sure how well we're going to be able to be able to answer this one this is sort of a kevin question um in the same vein what are your favorite small record labels nope um, <laughs> we definitely can't answer yeah. that one. And Sorry. then he goes on to say, in a, uh, a different arterial capillary, um, capillary. <laughs> okay, what are some of your favorite DC foods, bars, and hangouts? Like, not the obvious ones, like 930 Club or Vince Louisville. I don't think 930 Club is anybody's like favorite hangout. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody go to 930 Club and hang out? Some people do. When they do that, people like... go to Black Cat and hang out. Just oh, yeah. It's more of a bar. They've got a basement bar. You could go to the cool Black Cat bar club. without like paying an admission. And they do. The nine thirty club, you have to be there for a show. Yeah, That's and true. Black Hat does. They do, or they have in the past the like Doctor Who. Um, yeah, yeah, they do a lot of like stuff. stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. Plus, they, have, they got a pinball league. Pinball. <laughs> I think yeah, Black, if you guys want to sign up for the, the pinball league, uh, there's a pinball league at Black Cat. Uh, uh, Pierce has been our uh, customer. Pierce has been pushing people to try to join this league. Um, it's really fun. So yeah, look it up. I don't know how to. Probably somewhere at the Black Cat website yep. you can Check find it. it. Well, let's start with um, the first one. What is, uh, Jared, what are your, some, some of your favorite small publishers? All right, this is Aside very, from your own? A very complicated <laughs> question. I'm not going to talk about myself. <laughs> we've got some good stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of small stuff that's been starting up recently. Um, They're all slightly doing different things. Uh, Oily Comics, uh, which is Chuck Forsman's uh, company, is pretty interesting because it's a lot of like very small, like literally – a piece of paper folded into quarters, so it's so like a few inches. The thing is, that that's how they started. Yeah, but now dollar. he's doing full right, size right. comics. So he's, he's evolved quite a bit. But so they started. Still his, the way his it started basis. is they were doing the yeah one dollar comics, um, short like yeah, you know, twelve page pages. comics. Yeah, um, you can subscribe to it, and you know you get you know an issue a month or so. Or From a, a bunch, there's of, a bunch of them. People, yeah, yeah. Um, and now you know they've uh, I think probably made a little bit of money, and so they're kind of upgrading a little bit so you'll you'll get a little slightly bigger books or just a little bit more expensive but like better quality yeah he's he bought a risograph um, machine so they're starting yeah. to have some nice. like he did love sucker about vampires right. with all the blood and lipstick with red on yeah. top of the black and white uh, but good. yeah he just did his newest one um revenger by printing it in china in full color which is yeah. a full-size comic book yeah. so quite, quite so a, they have a, a lot a variety. of variety uh hick and hawk is cool uh they publish a lot of stuff with a very nice 
They're more like small trade paperbacks for yeah, a lot they of their do. stuff. They do like bound with a spine and everything. Yep. It's and nice. And those are all really cool. Uh, Piao Studio out of Sweden is one that Kevin found that are a bunch of super cool dudes. They also have a risograph and run a print shop, but I mean, I think print a bunch of their own comics. I don't know if this friends. counts as a small publisher, but I'll say no brow. No, they're too big. Are they too big? They're, are they really that big? They're pretty big. Too big to be big. Well, they're not huge because they're, they're definitely a small British. Like they publisher. have, I mean, they have like, a U.S. distributor, so yeah, yeah that's they're, a, they're getting pretty big. Yeah. Uh, see, uncivilized books. Uh, we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, I really love Youth in Decline. I love oh, their Frontier oh my God. series. They pretty much like yeah, every single person they have gotten on Frontier right. is a person who I love. Yeah, that's so. uh, Ryan Sands running it. The Frontier series is an interesting, kind of squarish. Yeah, they're square. Staple comic where each one in the series is a different artist who gets to do whatever they want. Uh, some of the early ones had Ryan interviewing the artist at the back, which I thought was a nice little kind of zany Yeah. I think they're still letter are, column. are they still doing that? Not on all of them. Oh, I yeah. like I don't think uh, Emily Carroll's had a thing in it. Yeah. But yeah, they done like that and Sam Alden and, you know, Jillian Tamaki is yeah, the I'm new so one coming excited. out. Uh, but they're also doing a couple of bigger books. Uh, who else? Uh, Kilgore is another favorite of mine cuz they also run a comic book store out in Colorado like us and also publish stuff including no events, Skyver and Sam Spiner. Basically, you should and just go Floating to World does too. Yeah, Floating World. A uh, lot more stores are trying to do it. Uh, Study Group is an interesting one because uh, they do a lot of digital online comics and then we'll collect some of the best ones uh, in, or print them, that it is. And they've got a whole bunch of amazing it's people. It's just a really exciting time for indie comics yeah. in a really Whatever cool way. Whatever the name of Benjamin Mara's... Uh, uh, just his own stuff. <laughs> this is yeah. company is. Self-publishing. <laughs> he calls his stuff. That's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. So ben, there Mar- ben Mara's amazing. There are um, a lot of really good ones out there. Is yeah. Uh, basically, go to the Retrofit. Maybe it's on go Retrofit to Jared's Comics <laughs> blog Facebook page, and just anything we like on there is usually a cool. No, what's your your thing about the indie comics? Oh yeah, uh, smallpresspreviews.com uh, is a group of oof twenty or thirty small publishers who are all that kind of level who are doing cool stuff. Yeah. You got all their websites and stuff up there. And there you go. They're awesome. That will answer all your questions. Those are all the best. There you go. <laughs> um. All right. So, Nick, what is your what are your favorite DC Foods bars and hangouts? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Um, and none of us oh, know any oh. small record labels, right? <laughs> Ben's Chili Bowl. I don't know any small record labels. Ben's no. Chili Bowl. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, actually, Sorry, I went Peter. to a I went to a cool place. Um, last week or a week or two ago, um, called Compass Rose, which is pretty oh, close yeah. to us. Um, my fiance actually found it and took me there, and it's basically. Um, these people started this restaurant. They went around. They lived in different places around the world, and this is all the different street foods they liked from all the different countries that they went to. So, and it changes every once in a while. So they'll have a menu, and it'll say the food and what country it's from, and they're all kind of um, slightly tweaked versions of street food, and it's very good. Um, there's a really good Georgian one that's just like this dough thing filled with like cheese and eggs. It's you very had good. me a dough thing. <laughs> you would love it. Uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's just dough with cheese and eggs. Uh, Sounds amazing. And they'd like bring it up in front of you and like stir the cheese and eggs together. It's really good. Um, yeah. Uh, hangouts. Um, I do like to go to Black Cat now that they have the pinball machine. It's, <laughs> awesome. it's pretty fun. Um, there's also an arcade on H Street, which oh, is yeah. pretty fun. Atlas Arcade. Atlas Arcade. That place is really cool. I was going to mention that one. Yeah. Because they've Atlas also got, Arcade's like, great. you could sit at the bar and play, like, PlayStation, so it's not just, like, stand-up arcade Yeah, you can play, like, all their... They have a bunch of old consoles. They have a Nintendo yeah. and a Super Nintendo and a Genesis. Um, I was about to bust into a, some Notorious B.I.G. right there. <laughs> Do uh, it. Do it. But, yeah. Um, what else? What, any other hangouts you got, Jared? Um, Meh. Meh? <laughs> it's like I hate DC. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, I I, honestly, <laughs> I usually just go home and hang That's out to places in Virginia just yeah. that are 
uh, within a few minutes from my house. Yeah, if I'm downtown, well, name some of those. That counts. It's yeah. all right. DMV area. I do like DC Nine. It's oh, pretty yeah. nice. Um, they usually have fun music, and uh, they'll they'll do a variety. They'll do like dance clubby kind of music, but then they'll have like punk bands and stuff. Yeah, and that's pretty fun. That's a cool little place. Yeah. Yeah, if I come downtown, it's usually because I'm at a ball game or I'm at a museum. That counts. So. Kelly's favorite place to hang out is the dugout. <laughs> Nats yeah, Stadium. no, well, I mean, there is literally a Ben's Chili Bowl in Nats Park. So, but what is the? What, isn't that? Isn't it called the dugout or something? There's like a bar in the. Oh, I don't in know. The stadium that's called something like that. Uh, yeah. I I have my seats and I I go to my seats. <laughs> you just I have my routine. Eat your peanuts. But no, I will say I will say that um, <laughs> the this, and I'm not making this up. The the food court at the. Um, the the Smithsonian Museum for the American Indian is incredible. Really? Like it's, yeah, it's all these different foods that is are it Native American. Foods? Yes, from oh, the, nice. and, it, and it's, it's divided food from America. Well, like no, and it's original di- foods, and it's divided by region. And yeah, so oh, you cool. go to the you go up to the counter, and it's the region, and it's really by good tribe? stuff. Um, no, I mean it's it's more like they break Western it down. Or but, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So when I was um, I went to grad school at the Smithsonian, so like that was the place where we would go <laughs> and get food, and it's that's still cool. one of my favorite places. But that's pretty neat. Yeah, I I want to point out. Um, I'm mainly in Northern Virginia and in Vienna, where the well the Vienna store is. There's a um a, a Cornish pasty store. Oh, that place yes. is great. Pure pure pasty pure yeah pure pasty, pasty. I think yeah. it is so good and i i don't eat a lot of meat and they have a like a rotating vegetarian option that changes yeah. every week and i get their newsletter and it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> oh there's also a bunch of really good vegan places i would say in um in, in vienna and yeah falls church no, vienna there is so much good food there's sunflower vienna, which is a good place there's a uh, loving hut which i like a lot we got to do a shout out to plaka grill our, oh plaka is amazing grill's my there. favorite greek place oh, yeah. there yep um Oh, what's the place real in, Greek uh, in DuPont Circle? GBD is that Golden Brown Delicious? I still haven't been there. Oh, oh, G- oh yeah, GBD. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's uh, fried chicken and fried donuts. And they're oh all homemade. And you can get a it's donut deadly. chicken sandwich. That's it's very the, good. That's the one thing that I need in my life. It's just like a really good, yep. close, local. I mean, and by need, I mean I do not need <laughs> <laughs> well, like donut a, place. <laughs> across the street is Krispy Kreme. So it's just like the most deadly part of it. Well, they make, oh, no. See, they I make, don't like Krispy Kreme, oh, so I'm okay. What? Go back. <laughs> no, but they, they have homemade... They have homemade uh, donuts, and then you can get uh, a sandwich that is donuts with chicken, fried chicken in between it, and bacon. That is yep. not fair. And it's delicious. That, that exists. Uh, uh, and maple syrup. It's very good. A lot of good restaurants. Daiseki is a cool little Japanese bar place over in near uh, near the store here. Actually, tons. Uh, we went to so one the places. other day, uh, Kupnos, which is like a Greek oh my gosh. place. Yeah, you get little like dishes, and it was very good. They had like octopus suckling pig. Oh my god, there's so many roasted so, yeah. baby goat. <laughs> a lot of really good food that not uh, everybody talks yeah. about. Yeah, Ted's Bolton, good place to hang out. If you like yeah, and that's in Northern Always. Virginia, and they're DC. everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, they they do homemade pop tarts, which are fantastic. They're super good. Right and next door, early. So. Right next door to us, JoJo Bar and Grill. Oh, yeah, I, I go there all the time. Um, they always have live jazz music every night. Yeah. Sometimes um, you'll hear it in the background on this very <laughs> yep. podcast. <laughs> um, and everybody works there. It's super nice and it's great. Um, yep. But yeah, so let's move on. Thank to... you for the question, Peter. If oh, yeah, thanks, you Peter. have questions, you may submit them to us. You can tweet us at uh, Big Planet Comics or put them in the Asbox on Twitter or email us at podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. Yep. Or just give them to us in person. Yeah. Shout Which is the faces. easiest way, really. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah. Uh, so let's do some reviews. We love comics, they're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Well, I'd like to say that, first of all, there were a few Scott Lovedell books this week. Um, <laughs> we will not review I don't remember which ones they were, but 
You don't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, don't look it up. Just forget I even said it. Uh, our, so, our judgment on those remains the same. Yeah. Um, all right. So first up, we have Beyond Belief number one by Ben Acker, Ben Blacker. Those are the two guys that do the podcast, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the art is by Phil Hester. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Ben Acker is actually from this area, and his parents come into the Vienna store to pick up the the new stuff by them they're, yeah, really? they're really cool. sweet yeah I, I tweeted with them about it it was really funny I was like hey your parents just came he's like what and they're like yeah they say you should visit more often <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah um i will say this is um yeah so this is one of i think three different ones uh comics that are spinning out of the thrilling adventure hour podcast it, it sparks nevada sparks nevada this and then there's there's another one that i is there another one maybe not maybe I thought there was these just two. these two but so, uh, having said that, I've not listened to the podcast. I know it exists. I know who right. are in it, but I've never listened <laughs> they to it. Basically, do kind of like uh, it's called the Thrilling Adventure Hour, right? And they yeah. basically do kind of radio shows. Yeah, it's it's like kind um, of a variety show it's type like an thing, like throwback kind yeah. of. Uh, yeah, and this is uh, one of them. Yeah, so this is about uh, Frank and Sadie Doyle, who are uh, paranormal investigators, sort of reluctant mm-hmm. paranormal investigators. They're they're more. They're enthusiastic drinkers and reluctant um, paranormal investigators. So it's a lot like me. <laughs> it's your life, Nick. I just see ghosts, but it's probably just because I'm drunk. <laughs> so this uh, is fantastic. It's about a friend of theirs moves into a haunted house, and um, when it, she becomes aware that it is haunted, she invites them to come deal with it. And so it's just it's them dealing with these ghosts, kind of going room by room, but dealing with them by not even acknowledging them. It's this constant banter and, you know, pouring of martinis and they're both dressed in evening wear. And uh, Kevin pointed out today that it if you if you read it aloud, you should read it out loud in like an old timey radio course, voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um very funny, very sweet, not I mean wordy, but I didn't find it overwhelmingly wordy. Like I I I thought it worked really well. Um verbose but not yes exactly <laughs> and one thing that i thought was really interesting is that there's actually a backup story in it and it's about the night that they met um which i thought was a really sweet thing because the the like the bedrock of the bedrock of the two of them is is how much they love each other in a fun way there's a good little uh meet cute moment in yes that. very very <laughs> much with you know a giant you know monster in right. the background yeah. So yeah, I I I like paranormal stuff and I like romance, so this was right up my alley. <laughs> like paranormal romance, check perfect. Right. Yes. <laughs> what do we got? Next so up? yeah, you should pick it up even if you have no idea what the backstory is because I didn't either. Yeah, and if you're interested, I would say listen to the podcast. Um, you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. And I I imagine if you're reading this, you probably already listened to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Next up, we have Empire Uprising number one by Mark Wade and Barry Kitson. So 10 years ago, there was an original uh, miniseries just called Empire by... I don't... Did Kitson draw the first one yeah. as well? Yeah. yeah. All right. So Kitson. same team. Yeah. Uh, basically, the premise is a armored supervillain, much like Doctor Doom, uh, finally conquers the world. So yeah. in that world, under his you know malevolent empire, what is it like? And so it's from the point of view of all of his henchmen who are all constantly scheming and backstabbing each other to get more power and you know manipulate the situation to be, you know, get more... Basically, be in the in the good graces of the overlord, and you know, make sure that when they've got all this power, they're still fighting for even more bits of it, which is ridiculous. And of course, he has a daughter who's not quite what he thinks she is, and so then there's like personal, you know, relationships and stuff going on. Uh, and it was really, really good. Uh, there will be a collection that's supposed to be out this week, but might be next week. 
um, that of the original series, and this is just later on what happens next. And yeah, the thing is, I read the first series, you know, ten years yeah, ago, exactly. so I didn't remember any of it, and uh, I it didn't have trouble following this. Yep. It's pretty accessible. Um, the world is interesting, and yeah, this basic this storylines, I guess, just about like a beginning of kind of a resistance movement, which I guess uprising would give you that yep, hint. Would make <laughs> some sense. Um, so yeah, so it definitely sets up some good mysteries as to who's behind all this and what's going on. Uh, and also, cha- Golgoth is the name of the the overlord right. armored fellow. Uh, kind of challenges his supremacy a little bit. Like some of his lieutenants are kind of like, is he losing it a little bit? The first kind of signs of weakness you've got. Uh, but yeah, there's blood all over the cover. This is, you know, he's a bad guy. They definitely set it up that these are interesting characters, but they're all flawed, evil, you know, manipulative, yeah. you know, ruthless people. Yeah, and I really like Barry Kitson. Yep. Um, he did the order with Matt Fraction back in the uh, mid 2000s, which I really liked. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, fun in a different way. Yeah, exactly. It's fun in like the uh, what would it be like if a Doctor Doom ruled the world? Yeah, it, it's a nice. It's it's one of it's those really dark. What though. if Elseworlds type stories that you don't even get to see when they do that in the big companies? Yeah, um, at least not very well. Yeah, it goes very deep. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's very good. Uh, next up, we have the Infinite Loop number one. All right, so this is a uh, new. IDW comic. We were talking about IDW doesn't do a ton of um, original. Yeah, they do a lot of license. They do a lot of license stuff. So this is um, this is exciting. Um, It is about uh, a woman named Teddy who is a a time travel, a professional time traveler, and she um, seems her job seems to be uh, going to different points in time and resolving anomalies. Yeah, basically Um, getting things that are from out of time. Right. She's a time janitor. Yeah, they don't they don't discuss very much how these things (laughs) got to these places, but or even how she's fixing it. But right or or why? I mean, they're. Um, which I think is okay. It's sure. not, these aren't questions that are like looming over me as I read it. Um, but she's, for the bulk of the issue, she's in conversation with this guy, Ulysses, who is um, like sort of her handler or another another agent in some way. And she's talking about how she's traveled to these all, all these different points in time. And she has seen over and over again that like love fails. You know, there are all these conflicts hmm. caused by love and um and so he's sort of like passively flirting with her and she's just shutting him down because he's like, she's like, no, no, you know, I've seen this. This is what I do for a living is watch this fail, um, which, of course, sets her up to fall in love. And um, I'll just give you a little bit of a spoiler. This book ends on a gay note, which is really f- cool and exciting and is the first of two gay sci-fi <laughs> comics that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> um, but yeah, the art is fantastic. Uh, this was written by... I don't know how to say Pierre. his name. Pierre Colonnet, and the art is um, Elsa Chartier. I wonder if they are both French. Could be. It sure sound like it. But <laughs> her art, she's sort of like uh, Bruce Tim meets Darwin Cook in a really fun, effective way. Um, uh, the art is really, really dynamic. Teddy is um, a fantastic character to follow. So I just was really excited by this, and I want to know. I want to see where it goes. I want to know more about this. All right. Well, that was Infinite Loop number one. And what do we got next? Captara. Uh, Captara number one by uh, Chips Darsky, who draws six criminals and writes Howard the Duck and Captara. <laughs> what a resume. Uh, <laughs> and art has. by uh, Kagan McLeod, who's amazing, who did uh, Infinite Kung Fu. If you haven't read that, definitely read that. 
Um, I and just realized the tagline under this is space. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was also funny ads for this where it was like, uh, like a man goes into space. What happens next? You won't believe. And like, it's like one of those like clickbait kind of things. Yeah. That was pretty funny. But it's also said like, you won't believe what happens next because this is a comic and everything that happens in it is not real. Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's true. Um, so yeah, this comic is about uh, <laughs> people in space on a mission. They're kind of near this uh, asteroid belt anomaly. Um, and uh, you get a little introduction to the cast, the, the crew, and then obviously quickly things go out of control. <laughs> of course. Um, and they end up stranded on a kind of a Flash Gordon sort of kind of planet um, that's very dangerous, but filled with very like flamboyant, quirky characters. It's a little John Carter, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. With minus the actual character of John Carter, because yeah. this protagonist is not. It reminds me of the '80s Flash Gordon because yeah, the like characters yeah. are like super, like big Very hair campy. and like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the villain is Skull Thor, <laughs> um, which is a good name. But yeah, um, it's very funny. Um, I don't even know how to explain why it's funny. Uh, the main character, I guess, is kind of like an everyman. Yeah, he's like a kind of like a whippy kind of every man who's scared of everything yeah he's he's like he's a biologist like he's a plant guy yeah they say and he signs up like his aunt is is a big muckety muck for the company that like right. owns the ship and he just wants to get away from earth and so he decides to go on this expedition so right. he's like the least qualified person there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so of course he's the one who survives yeah but he's, he's yeah. also like the kind of wisecracking sidekick who just doesn't have any of the survival abilities for these situations but he does it in a really funny way. He's yes. not like obnoxious about it. Um, no, there's some great so he's like quite endearing. Th- and there's some great fun action sequences. I would, as I would well. say I guess the thing this th- this kind of reminds me most of is like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. But... It's got kind of like the goofy uh, alien characters, and then it's got like really weird things. Like there's this floating orb with arms. Um, <laughs> True. That tells him to follow his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um and. It, that was like super weird and apparently later there's some cat tanks and the next issue <laughs> some watchful owls <laughs> um but yeah uh it's it's, it's very good very and fun yeah the art is phenomenal the and the the main character is openly gay um they right. tell you right off the bat and it's dealt with really well it's just if you are someone who is looking for more queer diversity in your comics and you like sci-fi you should definitely check out I actually Tara. even uh forgot he was gay well, I mean, I feel like I they mention it. it a couple times, but they don't really they do, like bludgeon you yeah, with it. Yeah, because I I just like got cut up in his like hilarious. It's adventures. definitely. I mean, I feel like they definitely imply that it's part of the reason why he wants to leave Earth. So yeah, there's, right. There's uh, well, factors. yeah, like maybe Unhappy. he had a bad relationship yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, it's very good. Uh, Tara number one. Uh, next up, we have what do we have next? Ruta Vega, the Adventure Shop. That's right. Volume one. We all read this, we and did. we all love this, right? Yes, yes we did. Oh, good. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Worried that we were all crazy and yeah. didn't love it. Yeah. No, we do love this. Uh, it's by Eric Colossal, which is a great name for anyone doing comics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is oh man, this is so first. I think covering the art, it's super bright, colorful art. Uh, super cartoony. Um fantasy world and there's an adventure like kind of in the vein of adventure time yep and the tone a little bit um it kind of mixes like this sort of serious world with uh this character that's he like very not serious yeah very like uh he's just all he cares about is cooking yeah um 
that that's all i mean he basically gets tired of the ingredients where he is and so yeah. he decides that he's just going to go on adventures and find the the best ingredients it's a little bit uh <laughs> compared it to uh what's the uh what's the james stoko oh orkstein Orc no no no, no. um Wonton soup. Oh, wonton oh, yeah. soup. Yeah, 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 yeah. A much, a much less, you know, yeah, it's like explicit. A, a kid-friendly version of wonton yeah, soup. Yeah, in a really cool way. Um, so yeah, he's the chef who just gets like caught up in these other with these other adventurers, and all he cares about is making these great. Yeah, great it's meals. funny because he'll be like uh, the one of the storylines is about them, uh, him and these Vikings fighting this massive monster and all he wants to do is figure out a way to cook it and eat it yep <laughs> uh, and they're like, like every they have to really. fight a dragon and he's like "Ooh, i want to eat a dragon like it's just like he just wants to eat everything and the way the recipes are done is like he shows you step by step yeah how yep. you and at the end of the book they actually show you step by step like real food that real recipes yeah. these are make. definitely amazing magical fantasy recipes yeah but. It's got some real stuff. Super, super cute. Um, it, it was a it was a web comic to start with. Um, so I followed it a couple years ago when it was first coming out, and I'm just it looks so beautiful in this format. Yeah, I'm the so colors excited are great. about it. Um, yeah, kind yeah. Of, so it's like four different kind of chapter adventures he goes on. Yeah, they're all, um, they're kind of uh, continuing just because yeah, some of the plots continue, bit, but yeah. they're all sort of self contained too. Um, but yeah, like the fantasy worlds build out really well. I think like he does some yeah. great world building. Where like Rutabaga is so enthusiastic about everything that he can just kind of slip stuff in, and his enthusiasm or his you know willingness right. to go see stuff. Uh, but there's great character design, like those Viking type dudes, and like all the and all the monsters scenes. look awesome too. Yeah. Monsters are really cool. Uh, they go to a city, not just out in the wilderness the whole time. The city is pretty awesome. And you think that like he breaks into a recipe like fairly often, and you think yep. that would be like take you out of it, but it's actually nope, pretty totally engaging, does. and the recipes are. And actually, how how the food is made is actually very well thought out. Really interesting. I, I say another thing yeah. is that it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim in how they handle the mixture of like reality and kind of yeah, a little bit, a little bit yeah, yeah. magicalness of just like now I'm going to show you a recipe and oh and he also has a magical pot that follows him around. Who he does awesome it's, sidekick. Its name is Pot. Yes, yes. It's, uh, the best sidekick ever. Nephew. It definitely um, defeats a dragon at one point. So <laughs> <That is laughs> I was I was saying my favorite character is the crotchety old man that runs the um, the chef at the, the, the rusty goat. What is it called? Cookie Iron goat. No, the rusty goat. Rusty goat. Yeah, yeah. the rusty goat. Uh, the adventurers. In. He's got a, uh, a spatula, spatula, spatula for, for an arm. An arm, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. So yeah, this is great. It's a it's an all ages book for sure. Um, yeah. And Eric is a really cool guy. He's at SPX every year. So if you are an attendee, you might recognize You'll him from that. There. Yep. He'll hopefully be there selling this book this year. I've never met him, and I'll still say this is highest recommendation. I've, <laughs> I've met him. He's definitely nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. This comic is amazing. I think he drew me something once. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that's uh, is that it for today? That's, our that's show. it. That's all we got. That's all of it. So hopefully uh, we kept it kind of short again. Yeah. We'll have, try to have, keep these episodes pretty short, and also have a good frequent. free comic book day, everybody. Hope yeah, to, that's we'll, happening. We'll all survive. Oh yeah, we won't be back till after free comic book day, huh? Oh, after Avengers. <laughs> oh man, so much stuff to talk about next week. Next week so. will be a post Avengers world, y'all. Yeah. Post Avengers. <laughs> 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 all right. See all you right. later. Bye bye. Bye.